Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better. And dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now for our story. It was after dinner. At the beach house Kip Mead has rented, two people sat in the living room. Paul Cromwell, who was living a few houses up the beach, and Lisa Fenner, the young woman who arrived so unexpectedly to visit him a few days ago. Lisa was now sharing this house at Kip's invitation. The evening is chilly. Logs burn pleasantly in the fireplace. Lisa is sitting very quietly, staring absently at the flames. Watching her face, remembering how they met in San Francisco several months ago, thinking of all she's been through, her courage, her attitude towards her coming child, Paul Cromwell suddenly feels a surge of admiration and affection for her. Leaning over, he puts a hand on her shoulder. Lisa turns to him with a smile. What? Lisa, I'm curious. What are you thinking about? Nothing very important. Come on, tell me. I can't. Just a lot of vague, disconnected thoughts. It's so wonderful to be able to relax, Paul. That's good. Well, you'd let your coffee get cold. Would you care for some more? No, no, don't bother. I really don't want it. Well, what's happened to Kit? I think she's in the kitchen. She said something about having things to talk over with Mrs. Kinsley. Oh. I'll tell you one thing I was thinking about. What? Well, I want you to know that I'm awfully grateful to be here. I wish you hadn't said that, Lisa. But I am. Everything's working out so beautifully, Paul. The way I thought it would be. Sure. You know, Paul, you've given me the only real happiness I've ever had. That's a wonderful thing for you to say, darling. I mean it. But what about Lance when you were first married? Oh, we were never really happy. I'm glad he doesn't know about the baby. And I'm glad he's gone. Yes, but Lisa, suppose he shows up. He won't. How can you be so sure? Because I have a pretty good idea where he is. Really? Yes. The last few weeks of our dancing engagement in San Francisco, 
He became the darling of a very wealthy crowd. There was one woman in particular who was visiting in San Francisco from the east. Hmm. Predatory type. Well, yes. The victim of too much money, no brains, and boredom. <laughs> I know just what you mean. She was always making all kinds of fabulous plans and suggestions. But of course, I was a hindrance to this golden opportunity. I know that's why Lance left. Lisa, why don't you get a divorce? Do you want me to? Well, I... Oh, it's up to you, of course, but I... I've been thinking about it for some time. You don't know what it means to me, though, to have you suggested. You're a sweet child. <laughs> Is that all you could think of today? I didn't mean to stymie you, Paul. Could you help me with it? The divorce, I mean. I haven't the slightest idea how to go about it. Well, I'll find out for you from a lawyer. I'd really like to get it over with. Now with the baby coming in. Well, I don't want any tag ends from the past left over. I feel so confident somehow about the future, Paul. Oh? Yes, yes, I do. I want this baby so much. Um, wonder what's keeping Kit? Oh, I'll go see. No, no, don't bother. I think I'm going to enjoy being here with her. Well, you've one thing in common anyway. <laughs> yes, we certainly have. You know, I didn't exactly care for her at first. Yes, I know. It didn't take much perception on my part to see it. But I realize now I was wrong about her. I like her honesty. What do you mean? Oh, it's just a little understanding Kit and I have. A secret. Well, I've always found that a woman's qualms about keeping a secret are notable for their absence. Oh, no. Oh, Kit, what? With your housekeeper. Uh, Mrs. Kingsley said, if it's all right with you, Paul, she'll come to us one morning, be at your place in the afternoon. Well, that's fine, Kit, but you manage it, will you? I I, I don't care how you work it out. Just don't try to lure Max away from me. Oh, don't worry. I think in our present state, we scare Max to death. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Shall I see if I can get some good music on the radio? Oh, I don't care. Yes, do. Well, personally, I think I'll go up to bed. Oh, Lisa, don't go. You're going to sleep your life away. Well, I can't help it. Maybe it's the change of climate. But I'm dead. So I think I'll say good night. Good night, Lisa. Good night, Paul. Good night, Kit. I'll see you before I go to bed. I'll be up shortly. All right. Well, I see you in the morning, Paul. Yes, I'm taking you and Kit in town tomorrow, don't you remember? Oh, that's right. I'd forgotten. Cigarette, Kit? No, thanks. Shall I put another log on? I don't think we need it. Well, everything's certainly chummy, isn't it? I told you I'd take care of everything. I still don't see how you won Lisa over. She informed me tonight that she likes your honesty. <laughs> oh? She told me you had some sort of an understanding, that it was a secret. Well, we had a little heart-to-heart -heart talk. Lisa told me how she felt about you, which was no revelation to me. And I let her know that there was nothing between you and me, Paul. You see, she didn't know I was going to have a baby. She thought I'd come out here to see you. Oh? So, now she's very relieved and happy. And I think you can relax, Paul. 
He won't cause you any trouble, make any difficulty, as long as you watch your step. Don't give her any cause for jealousy. I don't intend to. Lisa wants to get a divorce. Oh, that's not surprising. I'm going to help her. Fine. I appreciate what you've done for me, Kit, taking Lisa in this way. I've been thinking, though, it must be a little hard on you. How do you mean? Well, after what you told me the other day, your fear for your child, and, and to have Lisa so exuberantly happy. No, it doesn't bother me too much. I can't believe that. And it certainly must be quite a strain on Bill. Yes. Yes, it is. Well, let's get out of this solemn mood, for heaven's sake. No. I feel rather solemn. I want to talk to you about something. All right. What is it? Well, I... I've been thinking. You know, I'm very fond of Lisa. I, I, I know how this is going to sound, Kip, but I... I might as well be candid. I know she loves me very much. Which is very flattering to your ego, I'm sure. Yes, it is. But you know, I, I'm not a youth anymore, Kit. I, I'm getting pretty tired of this aimless existence of mine. I think I know what's coming. You probably do. I, I'm really pretty fed up on living alone, Kit, and, well, under the particular circumstances... You mean it would simplify everything if you married Lisa? Well, yes. Why are you telling me all this, Paul? Because... Because it concerns you, in a way. How? Well, Kit, I've joked a lot about my feeling for you. That I was frustrated ever since you married me. You know, and all that sort of thing. But I I can assure you it's no joking matter. I've wanted to marry you ever since we met in New York. That feeling hasn't changed. And you showed up out here in California. Well, in spite of your denial. I know. You thought that Bill and I weren't getting along. Yes. However... Now, of course, I see that you're quite unattainable as far as I'm concerned. If I were Lisa, I'd kill you for talking to me this way. I know it's not a very nice way of putting it, but it's the truth. There's no point in my pretending with you. You're perfectly happy with Bill, aren't you, Kit? Kit didn't answer immediately. She hesitated for only a second. But during that second, many thoughts raced through her mind. Suppose I were to tell him the truth. Tell him that Bill still thinks he's in love with Peggy Douglas. That he wants a divorce. No. No, it isn't the moment yet for Paul to know that. Not just yet. Kit Mead hesitated only a moment. And then she smiled and said confidently, Yes, Paul? I can assure you that Bill and I are perfectly happy. Why did you lie, Kit? What did you mean when you said it wasn't the moment for Paul to know the truth about you and Bill? Just what sort of plan do you have that's based on playing with the emotions of other people? 